Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Invisible airwaves that crackle with life. Audience of One, Wednesdays, 10 a.m., right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. You can also find us on IRLoneStar.com and your podcasting platform of choice. I'm your host, Andrew, and sitting next to me is the man who just seconds ago finished his second IV bag, Dick Schisler. Yeah, that's not enough. Well, three is not recommended. Is it Easter? I think next weekend. So next weekend's Easter? Yeah. Okay. I can tell you're a very religious man. Is today Easter? Well, the only reason I asked is there were so many things being said in my family's text messages, and I was like, did I miss something? Like, are we supposed to be at church or something? Like, I was... Well, I'll say this. I think Easter is next Sunday. Yeah, like... Because if it's this Sunday, then I'm off as well. Because everyone was trying to get together, and I was like, did I just completely miss Easter? And now I'm supposed to be somewhere, and I'm totally late. Yeah. But, uh... Happy April, I guess. April yeah. Fools. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is our first show in April. We yeah. made it to April. They said it couldn't be done. I'm shocked. Yeah. This has all been a joke on you, the audience of one. <laughs> ha ha ha, fool you. Yeah. Oh, man. Did you have a good April Fool's Day? <clears throat> yeah, I, I guess. I mean, it's not really a holiday, right? So it's no, not you, like it no was pra- Don't prank anybody? You don't do no, anything? I hate that, actually. I just Some of those are dumb. I did see a lot of stuff on like social media, online, things from... from um, organizations like the NBA or something saying that Michael Jordan's coming out of retirement at 60. I'm like, yeah, we do this every year. These See, jokes are not funny anymore. Some of them can get really good because you know how Maybe, sensitive the world is today. So you can like, noticed. you could throw out some wild stuff and people would lose their mind yeah. and like, oh, April Fools. Well, it's always weird to like go in and read the comments because it's so, to me, a lot of these are patently obvious and these people are upset or they're like, Michael Jordan's 60. He just needs to hang it up, blah, blah, blah. He, come on, people. He's not coming back to play basketball. This is so ridiculous. <laughs> I think, and another thing that annoys me, just people that have to comment on every one of those things to begin with is pretty annoying, but especially on something like these dumb April Fool's jokes. Oh, so clearly Andrew does not like to have fun. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm anti-fun. I'm anti-April Fool's. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. I'd, okay. <laughs> well, you and I hung out uh, on Friday night a little bit. Where's, where did we go? It was the Montgomery County... Fair and, and livestock show. Yeah. Was there actually a rodeo in there too, though? I think I think the rodeo, well, it's kind of confusing to people who don't know how it works. Is it's like a whole 10 days of events. Yeah. And the tail end of the 10 days is the barbecue cook-off. Right. That's the that's the part we perused so, around in. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. We took a took a microphone out in the camera. I, you know, I don't know if we found anything that's actually going to be usable for the show. We'll sift through it and see. Yeah. Um, there are certainly I some characters out it. there. Yeah. I have to look at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm still recovering. Cer- I'm certainly not a, a good interviewer. That's for sure. I'll have to beef up my skills on that. But it was fun, man. I'm glad you drug me out there. Uh, for nothing else, just to just to see it. I told you, it's it's crazy. Like I I was not expecting that large of an event. I wasn't certainly wasn't expecting anything um, that put together. I thought it was just more just loose people showing. No, these people go into it very seriously, spending tens of thousands of dollars on their setup easily. Well, what weirds me out about it is the amount of people that are involved because every booth yeah. you saw, it wasn't just like three people. 
You know, oh, I know. Like it was like no, they they literally have a team, at least ten people working right. the booth, and they've got musicians playing. You know, playing for tips. They've got a little bartender there who's you know volunteering his or her time, and it is, it's crazy. Like I said, I I, and they're all giving away food. Now some of them are obviously more welcoming than others. Some of them are very very um. Well, they literally have exclusive. a door. They literally have a door. Yeah, on they're their they're pretty side. exclusive as to who can come in and, and out, and others are pretty welcoming. Like, hey, you want to. You want a steak? <laughs> it's like, wow, this is sure. Yeah, shout out to Cookers and Lookers. Yeah, giving yeah. Andrew a steak. <laughs> it's crazy. And a, and a and a uh, loaded potato. I know. Yeah, it was wonderful. They were just throwing them out there. I was yes. like, very welcoming people. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's it's still weird to me, like to see that in public. It's like this is like, how are there not a hundred police officers here? I know making sure. It it did seem like an environment that could get out of control really quickly and it's people from conroe <laughs> of all things so and yeah. like cut and shoot and no, i'm just kidding no i think that kind of gives you a good uh a good setting like how how traditionally a set that thing is yeah so people don't screw up because they want to keep it so that's why I, that's what i'm saying like i think you you want to see the goodness in montgomery county go there because they've been doing it for hundreds Long of time, years yeah. 100 years or whatever and they're keeping yeah. the peace i don't know i wouldn't be able to keep the peace no. So I, oh, the only thing I wish they had was a, a bull riding thing. I was like waiting to see oh, right. that in a booth. Like a machine? Yeah, because yeah. like the booths are ridiculous. I bet it has something to do with um, lawsuits and liability and no, things No, you like could do that. whatever you want in that booth. <laughs> you know, and I think that would, because you, you you saw some of the booths that looked like literally like disco floors. Yeah. Like it was, it was a nuts. dance yeah. hall or whatever. And it's like, why isn't there one with the... A bull. Yeah. Maybe that's next. I don't know. That's I'm, how you I'm one, actually surprised. That's how you one-up people. That whole thing was about one-upping people, to oh. be honest. Yeah. Would you, yeah, that was really fun. But yeah, we're, we're hopefully we'll get some of the footage out. For, yeah, maybe. Like Andrew I said, I did a great job. Andrew, I don't know about that. <laughs> Andrew did a... He, uh, he you know, dead-named a bunch of people, <laughs> and he also, you know, just got really lost. He We almost... I had to uh, find him. I had to find Andrew. You need to put a bell on me or something and, like that. Like one of those little leashes or something. Well, the worst thing is, that, you know, as the camera guy, you can hear him eat everything, and then he forgets his mic's on when he's using the porta potty, mm-hmm. and you just hear it. He's like, "Oh, the brisket's so good." It happened. It happened. Yeah, sweaty breathing. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> well, it has been going on for a long time. You know what else has been going on for a long time here in Montgomery County, and that is jury duty. I got called yeah, for, right. jury, for jury duty this week. Yes, or last week, I guess it was. You don't ignore now. it? I think well, uh, I accidentally ignored my last one. Okay, so I was going to ask you, have you been called for jury duty before? Uh, only one time, or okay, technically twice, but the second time, I didn't know I got called until I checked the mail, and it was already like two months old. <laughs> How often are you checking your mail? Never. Uh, apparently. Good Well, th- I mean, like... Just bills in there, man. I don't want to pay that. Well, this is so, so strange to me. I asked Holly about this. My wife, I was like, why don't we check the mail every day? But I know why I don't, because I don't expect anything. Because sure. everything I get, Digital, like, you know, when it comes to, you know, especially like doing uh, my, my insurance, doing all that kind of stuff, I have it bookmarked. Right. So I know, oh, I need to go get my car inspected. I need to go do that. I do it all online. Yeah. But so when I I was sitting there going like, well, am I missed that get... one. Yeah, I know. I so, like... so I was going to ask you about that. First of all, had you ever been called? Yeah, I've been called. been called. And then I was wondering, you know, what is the punishment if you just don't go? I don't know what that is because I know everyone's got the fear of God in them if they miss it, right? Is somebody yeah, going to come to your I... house and pick you up? Well, not even that. Like, I was, I was, when I looked at it, I was already, like, I think it was two months past due, right? <laughs> and I was like, 
do I even call to turn myself in? Like, how does right. this work? Like, if I show up, I get called again, and I show up, like, hey, you missed this one time back in April of 2020, yeah. 21 or whatever, and it's like, COVID? Yeah, yeah. could you claim that? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, It seems like I get called more frequently than I should. So I've only lived in this in this area almost five years now. I believe this is the third time I've served jury duty just since I moved here, not including all the times in my previous residence. So I'm not entirely sure what's going on there. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go out there and say it. I'm not a big fan of jury duty, as most people aren't, I suppose. Well, it's, it's your civic duty, dude. It is, it is civic duty. How do you feel about it? Do you like I it? I think it's great. I think it gives you power, and you want to feel powerful, man. It's right. like, let's send this guy. Like, what I love is you get these cases that are like custody battle. It's like, no, send him death penalty. Right. It's like, no, 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 we're just trying to do custody here. Yeah. No death penalty. <laughs> Come on. And, it's, and But uh, what, my favorite thing is the people, especially depending on which jury. Because I, like, I've, I've never served on a jury, but I've yeah. gone through the process. Right. And I love hearing people talk about like their personal opinions yeah. about something. And yeah. it's like, that has nothing to do with what we're here for. Like, yeah. It's hilarious to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't like jury duty, and I, I, I've never been selected to actually serve on a jury, but I've had jury duty lots, lots of times. Um, and I don't understand why I hate it so much, because after, inevitably after I'm not selected, every time, I am slightly curious about the case. As I'm walking out going, I wonder no, what's going to happen yeah, to yeah. this guy. Can I follow up on this? Yeah, I, I want to know. And if I'm thinking if I'm that interested, why don't I just try a little more actively to get on the jury or the jury but I don't uh, in this case that I served this was federal criminal and I knew something was up when we met in the, the initial chambers and they walked us across the street here Main Street like a, a line of cattle uh, and they, they they let us into another building I said oh this is serious it was federal criminal uh, possession of a um, controlled substance two to four grams of methamphetamines and I, I you know look I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to be honest here. I don't know anything about methamphetamines. Two to four ounces seems like that is not a lot. Ounces or grams? I'm sorry, grams. Sorry, grams. Grams and grams. Two to four grams. Seems like a a small amount, but this was landing this guy in two to ten years of prison time. So that was some serious stuff. But, you know, so I started thinking about it, though, and I am curious as to what happened in the case, and I I don't know. It finished up this past week. Um, Was it Hunter Biden? No, 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 in that case, good gosh, I'm glad I, I'm not I on that just one. had to stick it in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, and I started thinking about why is it, though, that I, that I hate it so much. And I think, I think it's mostly because I'm there against my will. You receive this really? letter in the mail. Yeah. And they're told, or you're told, you have to be somewhere at a certain point, and if you aren't, then... The, the, the wrath of God is going to come down and get I you. I know you can, you can go to jail. I know that. Right? Like, so I know that's like that's the worst case scenario. You get jail time. So I think I think that's my first reason. It's just because it's I'm there against my will. And, and most people there did, did not want to be there. In fact, the, the um, judge actually asked, how many of y'all are happy to be here? And not a single person raised their hand. So I don't think my opinions are that. Or that crazy, right? Nobody well, wants to well, do this. Well, I think what's it, it, what it reminds me of is, especially the United States, like our society doesn't respect the the process of that. Same mm-hmm. thing with voting. Like it, it's not like because especially with your jobs, like some people cannot miss their job. Right. They have to work. Right. And the, our society doesn't respect jury duty in a way. It sh- to me, it should. Well, I don't think your employer is allowed to fire you from jury duty, but I don't think they have to pay you. So if you're a salaried well, employee, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you depend on your job, right? It's like you think in, can, a, in a perfect world of like, oh, you you have jury duty. Okay, we have a process here. You'll get paid. You'll do this. Right. This is part of the you know 
we respect jury duty. So I think I think we respect voting. Yeah, know? no, I, I I agree, and I think some companies will probably, if you're a salaried employee, will give you a couple of days grace on something. But if you're hourly and it goes on for weeks, as some trials can, I think you're out of luck, man. I, I just, really do. I was just telling it's a mental health day. Yeah, there you go. And then, but if, if you're salaried and you're getting paid for it, it's almost like a paid vacation in a way if you want to be there. That's the way Andrew but, wants to work. He wants it, he wants to serve jury duty every week and get paid for well, it. Well, think about this. If if How would it work if you actually had um, jurors that wanted to do it? In other words, the people opted out, didn't have to do it, and the people said, yeah, I'd like to be a juror, got well, to go in there. How would that change oh, the effectiveness they would be on, of juries? They want horrible. to be there. It'd be horrible. Do you think, or would it be the other way around? Because, I mean, think about it this way. Uh, we have a, a, a volunteer army, and the, typically the soldiers who volunteer are better soldiers, and they want to fight because they're there voluntarily, as opposed to people who get drafted who don't want to be there. Would you, same theory for a juror. If they say, you know, like, I want to be there, and you start well, to— Well, I, I think the main issue is the supply and demand. Like, they need jurors, and so there's probably not going to be enough volunteers. There won't be enough volunteers? Think about it. how many people this, especially here in downtown, yeah. come on Monday and Tuesday for jury day. No, it was packed. And then, we had and, 90, 90 people in there for this one trial. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So it's— yeah. But I, that was I, that was from the potential. Improbable. But see, that was from the pool. They only ended up with 14, 12, and two alternates. So you don't really need ninety, right? You just need you just need twelve or fourteen if somebody gets sick. But you're also you're looking at a process where they probably skip all that if they volunteer. Right, exactly. So you'd be on the jury. Like yeah. it wouldn't you wouldn't be randomly picked to maybe go on. Well, case. maybe maybe the pools would be a lot smaller. Everybody there would be would be voluntarily there. Because I, I think guess. that's what's kind of discouraging about jury dues. You never know what's going to happen. So you get there, and it's like, oh, you're with 90 people. We need 14 out of you. So it's oh. like, okay, how do I not get picked? Right, exactly. And that was kind of my idea. Is I'm like, how do I get out of this? Yeah, because um, like when I did it, the thing that sucked was the way the judge, the judge and the lawyers were trying to explain to us, like, you know, filtering out all of us but they couldn't use key things mm-hmm. so it's like trying to have a conversation with somebody but doing the, doing the you know the redacted stuff and yes it's like it's very much like it's a very I'm, good analogy I, it's a horrible way to, to have a conversation like oh wait a second is it a guy well we can't say we cannot say that we yeah, there's not no say that. they can't introduce any um evidence there's no, no um they're not no one's taking the witness stand no one's talking so yeah everything's done in real high level gener- generalities and it's kind of funny and that's my second reason I think I don't like it is it's it's just too long. The process is drawn out. This is what the judges and the lawyers do for a living. So they're they're up there on stage basically. They're loving it, right? This is this is part of what they do, and it, they just drug it out all yeah. day. Yeah, and then that, it's great. And then the last, well, the last part I think I, I this is the part where I kind of had to get introspective is I, I think I was also a little bit uncomfortable with the fact that I might be determining someone's fate. Oh, I love it, death penalty. See, and and unless it's a, a clear cut, unless it's a clear cut, you know, murder or child molestation or something, where I'm like, this guy needs to to suffer. I would slut Otherwise, shame that person know. so hard. <laughs> All right, whoever it is, I'm slut shaming. I'm like, can you believe this person? Oh, They're man. so dirty. You no, know, what I, I just, you know, I know we got to move on to another topic, but uh, my favorite when I when I was doing it, it was about a custody case, and so these lawyers were asking extremely personal questions to the to yeah, us. I've been I've been on, and it was hilarious because it's like. Because one of them was like, "Hey, were you ever married?" The previous, the previous one I was and, on was a child custody. Yeah, and they're, like, and they're asking like, so they go like, "Hey, are you, were you, are you married?" And yes or no. Have you ever been divorced? Yes or no. Have you nope. ever had children? Yeah, uh, yes or no. Oh, did you ever have children from multiple women? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "Who, is, yeah. who are you looking for, buddy?" Yeah, like they're really poking into your, your uh, private stuff. And it got it kept escalating. One person was like, "I'm not going to answer it. Like, I, I'm don't. That's personal. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you." And he's yeah. like, "Well, this has nothing to do with the case." Yeah. No, okay. Well, then why are you asking? Yeah, me? it's it's great. 
Well, I, I know some people say I'd rather be anywhere else but at jury duty, but I, I wonder if this next place is one place they'd like to visit instead of jury duty. So this is a pretty interesting story here. Um, this was in 2016. Uh, I just now ran across the story. But in 2016, a Michigan-based priest named Gerald Johnson suffered a heart attack. Sorry about, th- sorry about that. That's terrible. But he says that he had a near-death experience that sent him somewhere he thought he'd never visit. H-E double hockey sticks. Hell. How does he know? Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, this, this guy is a pastor. Was there a sign? Right. Welcome to population. Yeah, it's just like a ticker. You. <laughs> population one. Um, no, it was kind of interesting. I guess he just got. He just went to social media to uh, to share his details, um, but he says he wouldn't wish it on his on his worst enemy. Um, and he said, "I don't care what anybody did to me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, deserve. Or no one deserves that." Um, Can you imagine getting a temporary stay in hell? Well, it sounds like this guy kind of did. Or at least that's at least that's what he's saying. Um, it says that uh, immediately after his heart attack in February of 2016, his spirit left his physical body and he went down to hell, entering through the very center of the earth. Though he says the things that I saw there were indescribable, he did his best to do it anyways, and he describes it as this. He says he saw a man walking on all fours like a dog being burned from head to toe. Pretty creepy. But I think the fact that this guy is a pastor... And so he's probably so he's already thinking, well, no, I don't know. I don't think he's making he it lying. up, but I think his mind is already sort of focused on the afterlife, that he's probably more predispositioned to experience something like this than maybe somebody else. Well, that, what's, what's so wild about this is like, why do people care? Well, I, I mean, because it's, it's one of those things like in today's it's world. social media. It, everybody's always saying everything it's like, there, oh, so. cool. Well, like, can you go back? Um <laughs> So I was I was calling, you know, eh, this isn't real, whatever, until I read this part of the story. Oh, here we go. He said, Johnson also heard music in hell, including Rihanna's Umbrella and Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy. <laughs> that sounds like a guy took a bunch of drugs. And he said that, but it was being sung to him by demons as torture. <laughs> oh, I loved it. But... It, honestly, there are some some medical reasons for this, right? So basically, what has happened? This is not a phenomenon that's, or this is a phenomenon that happens somewhat frequently. And what what happens is when there's a traumatic uh, incident to the body, like a heart attack, the blood that normally goes to your brain is disrupted, oxygen blood, and so you start to have it, your, your brain's basically left to, to yeah. operate normally without normal circumstances, and it leads to these really vivid, vivid sort of dreams. So you want to knock me out, dude? Yeah, this, I'm sure the guys from Slap uh, Slap League experienced some of these things. But yeah, so it's it, there's basically a reason behind this. I don't I don't believe it for a second. I don't know. Do you think this guy really went to hell? I mean, why not? Well, I mean, it's it's possible, I yeah, suppose. Who cares? But, Again, who cares? Well, I care because it's pretty. Like, interesting. This is almost as interesting as that kid staying outside of his house for a hundred something thousand days, and still using the bathroom inside. By the way, he's still using the bathroom we need, we, inside. We need to have that guy on the show. Uh, but I th- what, what's interesting to me about this is so many people have these like, encounters, and it's like, but we have to believe this guy because he's a preacher. Right. It's a little different this time because, well, he's a man of God. Yeah. So one, I would ask him, you know you're going back, right? <laughs> and he'd just be like, no, 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 i got to change my life. It is kind of interesting, and they didn't cover that in the story. If he's a pastor, why would he be going to hell? 
I don't know. And like I said, I don't I don't actually believe that he he visited hell. I think this was just some sort I'd like of to believe terrible fever dream. I'd like to believe but. he did, just because I can tell him you're probably going back. <laughs> well, I, I, I wonder when he was there if he visited or saw uh, Marcelo B-Boy de Souza Ribeiro. Man, the names of these people. This guy um, is known for his eccentric inkings and invasive body modifications, oh, including disgusting. fanged metal teeth, skin implants, and a split tongue. And you might be thinking, why am I bringing up this guy? Well, he has spent over the years about $29,000 uh, trying to transform his body to look like an uh, alien uh, devil. Yeah, I pulled him up to show people. This guy is just, what a, what a freak. I like it. And he believes that 98% of his body has been altered. I wonder if he was singing the Bobby McFerrin song or was he singing uh, Rihanna's Umbrella? He looks more like a Rihanna guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say my, my personal hell would probably be the Bobby McFerrin song over and yeah, over again. I mean, <laughs> sound, that, that does sound pretty hellish. So he cut off fingers. So he has three fingers, basically. Well, so he, yes. Yeah, so now he is a, a new body transformation. Um, and that is to cut off his index finger to look more like an alien devil, is what it says here. I, I don't understand how this is actually allowed, like medically. How anyone... Money. But I, yeah, but still there's, there's doctors take oaths to you know, do no, no harm no and things don't. like this. No I, I, I'm surprised all, that this that's is all allowed. facade. Doctors don't care. They just want to get paid. He says that he's making a new modification, and this is the first one in the world. He does not believe that this has existed. To, to do this type of yeah. removal or modification. Well, what's amazing to me is they haven't talked about anything he's done himself. Because a guy like this, to me, is committed. So, like, he, I can see him going and, like, oh, I want to split my tongue. Let me get the scissors out. You know, like, he seems that kind of a fool. Oh, yeah, he's a fool. But he says the procedure was carefully analyzed for two weeks. That's a long time. <laughs> prior to the surgery, with his index finger uh, carefully cut <laughs> off to the I, knuckle. You, you know they, they, Really analyze how to how what to do I, this. What I love about this, because you know, there's this moment in this man's life where he did the surgery, and then like he's trying to like you know pick up a cup of coffee with the <laughs> with his his index yeah. finger and be uh, like, ah, dang, can't do that. But he analyzed it for two weeks. Oh, that's, that's plenty of time. He's going bowling. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, can't even pick that up. Oh, yeah, I can't he, even open this door. Oh, he says he's almost healed now, and he's starting to get used to using his new claw. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm all for it. I figured you would be. Yeah, I yeah. think if you have enough money, you can get whatever you want. Yeah, I don't know how expensive this was, but it did especially say you spent twenty nine thousand total to date. That's a lot of money. Especially if you want your children to be changed too. You should, if you can pay enough money, change my child into a devil child. Well, I might see this guy outside of um, uh, Kroger soon. Oh, play, it, playing the violin. That's right, because it says I'm managing to do everything as usual, such as writing, tattooing, and playing the violin. <laughs> yeah, this guy sounds great. I think it's. Uh, oh. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you actually um, staying on this this whole idea of of death. If you saw this story recently, uh, it's actually a woman from Texas. Um, she's like the living dead girl. Her name is Paula Winslow, and in December, her husband passed away. Again, sorry to hear that, Paula. Uh, they were actually separated, but they didn't have any um, joint finances. Um, but she received the, the birth certificate in the, or de I'm sorry, the death certificate in the mail. Uh, and she said all the information on it was correct, whatever. I guess you have to sign off on it, and she's done. But a, a few weeks after that, she got a letter in the mail that was addressed to the estate of Paula B. Winslow. And she thought, wait, the estate? Um, that's kind of strange because I'm still alive. 
what happened, <laughs> apparently, Someone clicked the is wrong on, box. on paper and in electronic records, she was dead. And this has huge implications, as you can imagine. Um, they started yeah. to close down her mortgage. Uh, they shut down her credit cards. Uh, her, then her, her 401k was trying to get a hold of her or someone in her estate because they were trying to close out her 401k to find out who to send money to for her beneficiary. <laughs> She's like, wait, no, my husband's dead or actually separated, ex-husband, not her. Maybe he did this. If, oh, from, from, from his deathbed or something? Yeah. Or that, a, in the see, afterlife? that's a good joke. That's, I mean, that's how you get a person you hate. It's yeah. like, I want to put you through bureaucracy. You're going to love it. That is a good one. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what LifeLock could do for this type of situation. This is more than just stealing identity. Yeah, <laughs> this is making you dead. Yeah. Uh, it says that um, there, these occurrences are rare, but they do happen. Uh, approximately three million, three million deaths are reported to the Social Security Administration each year. And they're, they're fairly accurate. But there's a few that skip through every year. I, mean, I like and it. This has to See, I mean, you know that poor social worker was sitting there just typing it all up, and it's like, oh, hold on, is this Mr. or Mrs.? <laughs> I can't quite read I that. I don't, yeah. Uh, let's just do both. Let's just cover our butts and let's just do both. God, that's got to be horrible. It says less than one third of 1% uh, have to go back and be corrected. But I mean, if you're looking at 3 million, I'm not good at, at uh, math, but well, that's several thousand every year that this happens to where you're legally dead. But I guess if you're legally dead, you can kind of get away with a lot of stuff. It'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, especially the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's just big implications, obviously, man. But anyways, so I, I feel like you're one of these guys who wouldn't mind being legally dead. Well, you know, it's turn a, turn a new page in life. It's like, all right, this is a sign. I'm going to change my name. A new page in life, yeah. quote unquote life. Yeah, she said she's had to spend uh, anywhere from one to two hours every single day trying to work on this. Well, it is kind of like a domino. Like if yeah. once it starts going, and you're like, "Oh, great!" Now I like you don't really think about how much your life impacts certain sectors of society. Yeah, and it's all of a sudden like, especially like the four hundred one k. Like, can you imagine eh. trying to tell people on the phone? Well, wait, wait, it's me. I'm here. Oh no, no, we, we, man, we cannot. No, we cannot confirm that. We have to confirm it. And it's like it's almost like it's easier for her just to forward everything to this new identity she creates. You know, it's like because it, I can imagine her like just constantly. Like, do I need to send you a picture of my birth yeah, certificate? Or the newspaper or, with today's date? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> just show Because you know lie. some people are like, no, ma'am, you're dead. Like, this person's <laughs> dead. We can't we can't confirm it. How do you confirm you're alive? Well, yeah, exactly. It's obviously... It seems like it's easier to confirm that you're dead than alive. So apparently this is called the Death Master File. It's oh, all cool. the lame, the names that come in every single Sounds year. Sounds important. Yeah. It says uh, the the Death Master file, which was created in 1980, now contains more than 101 million records, and that's where she ended up on that list. But Death Master file, yeah. And she also had good credit. Apparently, credit was absolutely destroyed after that. Creditors were calling her because things were getting closed, and she had you know, reoccurring charges and things like this. But mm. again. The conversations she have are pretty hilarious. Like trying to convince even the simpleton of like the credit card people. Like, I'm I'm alive. Oh, ma'am, that's not why we're talking right now. We're trying to figure out to pay off this. It's like no, I'm alive. Like I want to continue. Yeah. Well, I figured we'd we'd uh, finish up this first half of the show with a with an upbeat story. Something that's that makes me happy. Okay. Okay. And I don't. I, again, I know you're on social. Is that media, kid so. burning a treehouse? You are all about that kid. <laughs> we we're gonna have to have him on now. 
Uh, I really, I really think that. No, no, this is a story about life. Terrible. This is a story about life and 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 a happy couple um, announcing their the birth of their third child. Um, you you may want to put the picture of the happy family up on the um, uh, video if you haven't already. But the, the, this is about a man named Kristen Montenegro, and he previously hit headlines after revealing his plans for a dreamy wedding with his boo Natalia, and they already share a son and a daughter. <laughs> I guess he was <laughs> worried about getting married, so they had two kids uh, prenuptial. Um, but the problem here is his wife is a rag doll. And as you can see there from the picture, so are his kids. Yeah. This is a beautiful story, though. Um, this cl <laughs> clip has already racked up 3.5 million views, which reveals an intimate image from their hospital, which I guess is just a mock-up in his house <laughs> in the corner of the room. <laughs> but he, uh, after giving birth, uh, Natalia, there was a caption that says, Welcome, Sammy Montenegro. Isn't that cute? So he's named his child Sammy. And he dressed himself up and head to toe in a hospital gown and, of course, had to wear a hairnet um, as his fiance delivers their bundle of joy, <laughs> which is another rag doll. <laughs> uh, this sounds like something you would do. I bet you got like you got like rag doll I'm just kids. I'm looking don't at you? this video. I've got to show this to the, to the people. Look at this. Let me rewind. I don't know. I got to rewind it real quick. And then Papa uh, de Sammy. <laughs> Look at that yeah, shirt. That so is beautiful. It gets even crazier. Yeah. Um. So right here is my favorite when it shows him in his hospital gown, and he's wearing like the hat, the hat, and everything. It's oh like, yeah, or, like right here. And you know he's the only one there, right? So yeah. he's filming this himself. He's uh, he's talking to people. I mean, there's he's literally there with a bunch of dolls. But this is his family. I don't know whether or not to yeah. to laugh or to really feel sorry for this guy. This is pretty sad. Well, I mean, someone let him do it. So. Well, yeah. I mean, there's not like there's anybody stopping him. I think it's great. Well, apparently their relationship began years ago. Um, him and Natalia, after he, he started dating her um, after a number of years of, of being single and, and lonely, apparently. And so they, they finally decided to, to tie the knot. <laughs> you ever seen Lars and the Real Girl? No. What it's, is it's that? It's very similar. Uh, it's either Ryan Reynolds or it's the Ryan Gosling. One of the, they all look the same. And it's, it's it, it about uh, he has a relationship with a doll. And, but he's trying to like... He's going through psychological problems, so the family's like, "No way!" The family's like uh, encouraging because they, I guess, the psychologist is like, "Yeah, let him work this process out." Oh, so this so is like part of his healing. Yeah, so everyone's trying to like, let him, <laughs> let him do it, and it's like pretending this is normal. Yeah, like, oh, can she come <laughs> along? Oh, yeah, okay, Lars, like they, she can come along. Like, we're going out to dinner. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But he can always ride in the HOV lane. I'm sure I he's got the, the guy the next to him. The movie was pretty good. Uh, but, you know, clearly this guy's uh, having the time of his life. I mean, he just had a baby, and you're not happy for him? Oh, I told you the story was beautiful. Yeah. No, I think, it, look at the family. They're absolutely Well, see, what I, what I love about people like this is it's, it's an evolving story. So when the day comes where he says, like, oh, my wife died, and it's kind of like, did he kill her? <laughs> like, because technically he killed her because she was never really alive. But in his mind... It's like he killed her. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's kind of like that's really messed up. And like, oh, they, she took the kids. They left, and it's like, yeah, this guy's going through it, man. Oh, he's definitely going through it. Yeah, but I mean, I, I see no problem with this. I think I think we should all cater to his needs. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. I, I mean, if I was if I was a private school, I'd be like, yeah, we're gonna charge you the same amount of money for the for your kids' education. 
Yeah, I wonder if his kids are homeschooled or if he sends them to private yeah. school or if they're part of the public yeah. education system. I, I'm not aware. Like, if I was a local hospital, I'd send him a bill <laughs> and just to get him. Like, hey, we, we, <laughs> he's like, it's pretty funny. You got to challenge this guy. You got to challenge him. That is good. So, and they'd be like, well, we didn't go to the hospital. I'm like, well, you're in trouble because you should have gone to the hospital. She's really pregnant. Yeah. You put both their lives There was no midwife present. Yeah. We don't see anybody there. This is dangerous. You're getting arrested now. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I think it's a pretty good place to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have a little game. Do you like games? Yeah. All right. We got a little game we're going to play. So, everybody stay tuned, and we'll, we'll be back here in a few minutes. Audience of One, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. Listen to the brain droppings of local hosts, me, Andrew Belschner, along with the jewel of Montgomery County Radio, Dick Schisler. Topical musings, news stories, oddities, or just weird conversations that we normally have with ourselves, all mixed together with the occasional guest. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. All right, welcome back to Audience of One. Some of our more astute listeners, viewers, may have noticed a change in the uh, the music. I chalk it all up to growing pains, I suppose, and trying new things out, but this song may be one that sticks. This is from the musical stylings of John Skeels. So throw a little shout out to him. Yeah, thanks, thanks, John. John. Maybe we'll put a little information where you can uh, find his SoundCloud and then... And on our show page. But um, thank you, John. I want to give a shout out to him. So I thought we'd play a little game here. Okay, and I just wrote three words down on a piece of paper. Can you attest that you have no idea, uh, previous knowledge about what we're going to do? This I, I surprised you with this, correct? Do you do a circle? No, I did that on accident. I don't do a circle for the letter I. It did kind of come out really large. No, it, it, it sort of do my you, hand is. Do you do a circle for I, your I normally eyes? I normally do a little smiley face or a heart, but no. I, I used to have really good penmanship when I was younger, and mm. I don't know what has happened. And oh. so right there, that was an attempt for me to make oh. something written very legibly. Oh, you should see my handwriting. So I wrote three words down on a piece of paper. Now, Dick, can you attest that you have not seen? I did not talk to you about this yeah. off air. I'm nothing. I'm nervous hand- about this. No, no, this isn't to set you up for anything. But can you read those three words on the paper? In order? Sure. All right. Mitten, kitten, and button. Mitten, kitten, and button. Yeah, that's correct. Well, that's... You, didn't, you didn't write and. No, no. That, I, there's, you don't need so. to have and, so that's fine. But I noticed that you did not say mitten, kitten, or button. Mitten? Yeah. You kind of soften the T's in the middle. Yeah, mitten. Yeah, mitten, kitten, button. No one ever says button. But actually, that's the, the proper pronunciation of it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm dealing with my mom now. No, 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 no. It's funny. Nobody really really says that. But apparently, this has a, this has a, a term. It's called glottalization, right? It's a, it's a brief pause, and it happens. You even see it at the end of, of words sometimes, too, but with the letter T. And in this case, it's called T glottalization. Like bunt? Yeah, a little bit. You're not really hitting the hard bunk at the end of the word. Yeah, that's it's 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 where your tongue kind of hits the roof of your mouth. Yeah. Generally spo- uh, said, mitten. Right, mitten, kitten. Mitten. So um, somewhere, 
probably in the 1800s, it sort of language started uh, relaxing a little bit, and we started just pausing a little bit to say, you know, mitten, kitten, button. Um, but it's called glottalization, like I said, and it can happen at the end of the word uh, as well, like with can't. You don't say can't. You know, you sort of, sort of, I can't go today. It's a softening of, of the letter, okay? But it's really pronounced when it's in the middle. What's, what's the point of this? The point of this is, here recently... Am I stupid? No, 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 well... I feel like that's what you're going to tell me. No, I told you, I'm not setting you up for anything, man. It's okay. I say the words the exact Text same results way. results are in. You're an idiot. <laughs> well, great. And now we're on the radio to prove it. Yeah. No, no, no. I am told you, I'm not setting you up for anything. The only reason I did that is because I wanted to prove that most people say, uh, most people have, especially in, in English dialect, have a, a T-glottalization. Um, but here recently, the phenomenon has, has, has taken out of control. And it's almost a pause in the middle of the word. And what you're hearing, and I, don't, I thought it may have been something like a California dialect, but as I've been traveling more, I've been hearing people all over saying this. And instead of saying mitten, they say mitten. Mitten. Kitten. How do I say it? Button. It's a distinct pause. Button. And it drives me insane. And I don't know if it's a younger thing. I don't know if it's... Like a, a, a because yeah. if you think about this for a second, <clears throat> in 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 Great Britain, they do a lot of this. A bottle of water, right? That water. Yeah, they just <laughs> right. They, they they leave the I tea out. They, they leave the tea out completely. Yeah, I see no problem with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's just what you consider like a typical, let's say like a Cockney type British accent. Okay, great. But it, when you hear it over here in America, it's annoying. Um, Man, yeah, sorry. and I'm hearing it all over. And you haven't, you're not aware of this. No, I mean I don't really uh, listen to anybody, so it's it is what it is. Oh man, I think once you especially notice like, it, though, especially words like mitten. Like I don't know how often I say mitten or kitten. Well, I just use those as, as examples. Button. I just use those as examples, but um, it's it's out there, and and I, I think it's actually growing. It's like a growing trend, and I'm wondering if this is something that started on social media and people are picking up on it now and almost subconsciously doing it. Yeah. And it, <clears throat> like I said, once you hear it, um, you, you can't, you can't unhear it. Fair enough. So next time you hear, you go, oh my gosh, Andrew, that's right. It's what he brought up, the, the T glottalization. And then you can bring this story up with your friends and you'll, you'll seem really, really smart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you just said you were dumb and I figured this might help you yeah, out. I am dumb. No. Hey, man, have you been keeping up with this uh, <clears throat> Gwyneth Paltrow? Is that your surname? Paltrow? You're talking Paltrow. about Goop. Goop? What's Goop? That's her company. You ever seen Goop? It's insane. Tell me about Goop, bro. She's, it's like a health and wellness thing that she does. I know she made some candles. And they like she has like a vagina flavor or something well, like that? Well, not flavor. <laughs> but uh, typically what a candle yeah. has would be um, a scent. Uh, I heard about that. Is that along the same lines? Isn't the same line of well, yeah. I think stuff? she well, she has like stones. What'd you call it? Go- goop. She has stones that you you uh, do. <clears throat> okay. Like literally do. <clears throat> no, I I I'm not aware of any of that outside of the candle. I think because the candle made a lot of a lot of news. You're messing with a lot of buttons over here. I feel like I'm. You can't hear me. No, I can hear you. I can hear you just fine. Yeah. But you're also a few feet from me, and I have earphones yeah. on. Well, no, uh, yeah, you need to look up <clears throat> goop. But what what's going on with Gwyneth today? Well, apparently she has been sued. Uh, it was a big story. Um, I didn't follow it very closely. Um, <laughs> it caught my attention uh, last week, I guess it was, and I was actually going to bring it to to air last week, but I just never did. We had 
uh, Eric Gaffney on our guest, and it just never really was never really brought up. But the, the, it, it came to my attention because apparently this Dr. Wendell Gibby, who is a um, neuroradiology specialist at the University of um, oh no no sorry Dr. Terry Sanderson sorry that was a doctor that that diagnosed him. Terry Sanderson seventy six um, had an incident with Gwyneth on a ski slope in twenty sixteen. What? <clears throat> You're so dumb. You're so dumb. And uh, it, this caught my attention because apparently they, they collided. And you're like, yeah. okay, big deal, whatever. 2016, this is, yeah. the, this is happening right now? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it makes you wonder why it took so long to go to it's, trial. It's jury duty. Yeah, right. They couldn't find they any couldn't find un- unbiased jurors? Yeah. That's a possibility. Um, but he claimed that after this, this collision <laughs> with Gwyneth... Um, he was no longer to have the same quality of life that he once had, including not being able to go out to uh, fine wine tastings, which was something he enjoyed. What did he do now? I, I don't know. Sits at home and gets lost in a Home Depot. Didn't you say you read that? Well, because I'm not going to lie when you... He's 76, so he's retired now. If, if people right? don't know, Andrew sends me these articles before the show, and I had zero idea this was going on. Yeah, none. And it, it, I was like, "Why is this even news?" Like, it's unfortunate that she's getting sued, but I don't. I don't well, it was news because it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, it it caught my eye because the guy is claiming just the most uh, obscure reasons for suing her, and 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 yeah, and you know, my quality of life has been affected, et cetera, et cetera. But throughout the yeah. trial, it started taking some really weird turns. Uh, one of the things I noticed, I guess, right off the top, was. Gwyneth's uh, uh, appearance, she, she was wearing these glasses, like these David Koresh glasses. They were so bad. Um, just, I mean, a poor, poor choice of, of apparel, in, in my opinion. And I think the internet had a field day with it. She looked really creepy. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the pictures or noticed um, the David Koresh glasses. You know what I mean when I say David Koresh well, glasses? I- People call them a child molester glasses. That's kind of what they look like. They're the, the, the big wireframe kind of glasses that just yeah I'm, really pull, I'm trying to pull the uh, image for to show people what we're dealing with here <clears throat> yeah and, and she was you know coming to court dressed well I get you know she's a celebrity though so she's going to come to uh, to court dressed here. as a celebrity would in very very expensive jewelry and um you know you know th- someone was saying oh that necklace she's wearing is thirty thousand dollars blah 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 but the, the trial um began to take some really weird turns and it kind of became a, a he said, she said sort of scenario. Yeah, I believe it. Where I mean, he that's... claimed that she ran into him, but then she counterclaimed, no, actually, he ran into me. I mean. Th- <sighs> and not only did he run into me, he was, it was almost like he was trying to make an attempt at, at groping yeah, and molesting it's her. It's one of the Paltrow, man. Goop, goop. Goop, goop. <laughs> he, he, he got a scent of the, of the candle and said, I got to go get me some of that. Um. No, he, he apparently goop she goop. claims she uh, she claims that he ran. She saw some skis coming in between I her mean, legs. Come on, think about like this is crazy town. It is absolutely nuts. She said she saw some skis coming in between her legs. Yeah, and then some grunting from oh, behind, yes. and then they collided. Um, well, I, you know, I guess we haven't really said. And I don't fully understand. Like he actually got injured. Like he, it wasn't like oh, it was just a mishap. It's like no, I no, think, he broke ribs. I, I think so. And yeah, I think so. So it was an accident. Like there was a, uh, an accident. Somehow he broke ribs, and yeah, it's her fault. The, somehow. the doctor says that after the incident, he deteriorated abruptly, and many of his activities oh, that he loved he, to do okay. stopped doing. He stopped doing. That's them. unfortunate. I mean, I think it's especially 2016. I, I feel like 
something else is going on with this where well, he, that, he wants he wants to be involved because if once this case is over, I think this guy's going to even lose his mind even more because he wants the goop goop. Well, the, <laughs> the problem is there has been... Is it, is it even called goop? I don't even know. I, I, You're I, the one who brought it up. I have absolutely no idea. I got to look it up now. Sorry. The, the problem is, though, in between now and 2016, there have been uh, pictures that have surfaced of uh, Sanderson going on vacations across the world, uh, traveling, drinking his wine, doing all these things yeah. that he said that he couldn't. So he's just suing for money, right? That's what I'm, I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he sued for three, hair. three hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three hundred thousand dollars, a candle, and some hair. Oh, can you imagine, like, the lawyer coming to you and be like, "All right, this, uh, this is what we need. They want money, but they also need a lock of your hair." But like, what the heck? Like, I'll give them two locks if you take away the money part. Like, right now, it's where the whole case got really, really awkward. And then, uh, so the case, I guess, wrapped up at the, the end of last week. Whoa. And um, she was found, or he was found, um, not uh, not guilty. Or, wait, how, how would you? She didn't owe money. She didn't owe him any money. How does that work? She won. She won the case. Yeah, don't go to goop.com. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Um, this is wild. I've never really actually looked at goop. No, no, I haven't. It's either. like, a wh- I hope you're still not um, sharing them camera oh no 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 like i'm on this website right and it's like oh clothes jewelry cool and then you keep going down all of a sudden it says pleasure shop (laughs) what's going on what's going on maybe mr sanderson was after his own version of of a pleasure shop i'm not Uh entirely sure but um he did not alas he did not get any money i wanted to ask you this because when you sent this article i had this thought you know ever since the johnny depp trial thing Uh it's almost like celebrities are taking advantage in a weird way like i don't think they're like i can totally see in the future a gwyneth paltrow orchestrating this court thing to get her name ah because maybe for struggling actors and actresses but she's a well well, i'm saying like it it, it's so bizarre to me that we we talk about the way she wears her glasses Mm -hmm. and that became she did make a poor choice well something it became internet hot stuff yeah yeah and it's like i can see actors going like we needed something in our career to get a little bump. So what, could, what, what, how can we get attention without seeking attention? It's like, Oh, let's go to sue somebody. Yeah. Maybe that's what Billy Bush did. Billy Bush. <laughs> okay. Uh, with, uh, Donald Trump. He was the, uh, did he go to court or something? No, no. They just, he interviewed him and never. Oh mind. yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> okay. I thought, I thought like, man, did he get sued for going in that bus no. with him or something? No, no, no. That's locker room talk. I don't man. know. That's you locker might, room. It's locker talk. room talk. Goop goop. Yeah, goop goop. Locker room talk. Now, I I uh, I think that could possibly be a case for the we, struggling actor or actress, or maybe who's past their prime and trying to get back into the limelight. Uh, I don't know if that's the case here. Well, I just I don't know. This was in 2016, man. I know. That was a long time but ago. But I'm saying like why? Because to me, this is something you don't. They had court TV on it, so oh, clearly yeah. they had cameras and everything, which is basically just reality TV. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it's yeah. like all right. So they they organized this. So they're like, because most of these cases get like no attention because they're like, you know, Gwyn- sure. you know, Gwyn Powder's like, I don't care. I didn't mean to hit him or he hit me. I don't like, come on. Like, what, what, yeah. what are we and doing? She was here? just counter suing for, for court costs. Like, she didn't want anything from this guy, obviously. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it, it was a dollar. I think in the future, we're going to see more celebrities do this kind of stuff to get the publicity and they're going to orchestrate like the whole thing. It's going to be nuts. Yeah, it, that's a possibility. Um, and with AI lawyers, nonetheless. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Always I, on time. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw, well, I guess you didn't saw if you didn't hear anything about this. Uh, another odd twist is at the very end after the verdict was read and she was, you know, uh, relieved, she walked right over to him, put her hand on his shoulder. And, and apologized? No, no, she didn't apologize. Yeah, ha ha, got away with the sucker. No, ah. she she uh, put her hand on and said, I, I wish you the best in the future. Oh, but he. Oh, that would have mind. made me Here's lose. Here's 15% it. off at Goop. <laughs> <laughs> gave her, gave a, a coupon. Gave a coupon. Here's coupon code. Yes, if you use the check out the pleasure shop. <laughs> You're right. Use the coupon code Goop Goop when you go there. You'll get good <laughs> discounts. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I I I, I kind of like. I think it. I want to say it was Netflix or something. They had a a, a a deal with her and Goop, and the stuff they would talk about about like what she eats. It's yeah, like, like chicken broth. <laughs> oh, well, that's normal. They're gonna say like. Flower petal or well, no, no, or it's, it's stuff like that, and you're kind of like, man, that's that's because we talked about. Remember, we had, like one of our first shows. We talked about the dedication of that millionaire billionaire trying to treat his body the perfect way. Yes, and it's just like it's so much work to be at that level. It's like it's more work than it needs to be. Sure. And listening to Goop Goop over here, it's like, why are we? Why are we even doing this? I bet she was having a great time in that court case. It does not look like she was enjoying one second of it, to be honest with well, you. That's what I'm saying. She's like... Unless she sells some more merch yeah. out because of it, which is possible. If if you're a listener and you purchase something from Goop, we want to interview you. Because I want to know about your experience of shopping at Goop. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm looking at this website. It's it's a lifestyle. So I like it. Like You have to subscribe to it, I guess. I guess but, so. Uh, I guess so. But yeah, I, I would. Uh, rich next rich people list? probably have a lot of people um, targeting them, though. I have a feeling this is probably exactly what this were this is or was. Um, well, so this next one, I guess, also has to deal with someone who's fairly um, wealthy. Um, Dick, have you ever had any aspirations to own a yacht? Oh yeah, I watched Below Deck or whatever that show is. It's pretty cool where they they go in and they um, I guess interview or not interview the people, but they they kind of tour. The, these yachts is that what that show is no it's show? like it's a show about like a yacht and basically it's about the crew who manages the yacht for rich people mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's like a it's a reality show for the, the crew oh wow and people well, like this needs to be on a reality show i think this this next story okay i don't know if you've heard this or not but um <laughs> you may want to head to the island nation of antigua and barbuda I guess that's how you pronounce that, in the Caribbean. Because Bloomberg is reporting that there is a 267-foot super yacht that has been abandoned at a dock in that island nation. And it's racking up dock fees. <laughs> and the government says if it isn't claimed soon, pull it up it's going people. to auction the ship. That's a pretty big yacht, dude. That thing is massive. I like the small boat for scale. Yeah, actually, that is a really good reference if you see it. I mean, that, that it just goes to show you how massive that boat actually is. Apparently, it's been there for about 18 months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Imagine the barnacles. On the bottom? Yeah, if it hasn't been lifted out of the water. I don't think those things get lifted out very often. I, well, maybe they do. I'm, you know what? I'm not too familiar with yachts. yachts and yacht maintenance, but I'm sure the bottom of a boat like that does get pretty yachty. Uh, it's the, the name of this boat is the Alpha Nero. Right, and it is sat moored in the Falmouth, Falmouth, Falmouth Harbor. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine riding, driving one of those? Things? Oh my God! It takes an entire crew. But it says that uh, the Antiguan officials say the time is running out, and someone needs to claim it. And if no one does by Friday, it's going up for sale. I wonder if they had any cameras. Cameras on it? Well, like someone got off the boat. 
It's, well, it's so not like here, it parked itself. Well, right, exactly. And here, here's um, they're saying that the the, the government yeah. says that they believe this is owned by Russian billionaire Andrev Guryev, who is purported as the yacht's owner. Okay, but he says, no, 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 I'm not the owner. I just leased it since 2014. I've been using it. Apparently, he is a Russian oligarch. Yeah, that's so cool. I, yeah, that's, I missed that that yeah, class in he college. Has a really cool coat he wears and a hat. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, but apparently, this is n- he's not the only one. So since the invasion of Ukraine, a lot of these o- oligarchs have been like under the, the gun, so to speak, yeah. and have sanctions placed on them. And apparently, they're leaving their super yachts laying around everywhere. Right? Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised the Caribbean government's not just like, you know what, we're just going to take it. Why are we? Why are we giving it a chance for someone to claim it? Well, because it's just sitting there. They got to do something with it. I mean, look, it's taking up massive. Well, I know space. I get it, but I'm like, why wait? Like, it's yeah, already months. it's already been there 18 months. Like, hey. Well, I guess they figure he's an oligarch. He's got he's good for it. Eventually, he's going to come and get it because he's going to have to yeah. do what oligarchs do and go out and party on the boat. I guess I don't know. I like it. I mean, the part I don't understand though, it says the government has been footing the bill so far for everything, from food to fuel for the crew, to the tune of more than half a million dollars. I'm like, wait, so there's people still. The crew's still just sitting there for 18 months, partying it up on this ship. They're, it's just been sitting there, but apparently fully manned, fully crewed, waiting for the next assignment for 18 months. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's, this is, something's up with this story. Party time, man. Can you imagine Party some time. random dude just walking by and be like, oh, look, a yacht. And like, you just kind of make friends with the crew, and it's like, I'll come back tomorrow. And then it's like, I just haven't left. And it's not my yacht, but I can take cool pictures on it. And yeah. Well, if if you're listening, Mr. Oligarch, to uh, audience of one, your time is running out. You better need to you need to go pick up your yacht ASAP, because uh, someone else is going to snag this up probably for a steal of a deal. Oh yeah. How much you pay for that thing? You think? How much? How much would you be willing to pay for that yacht? None. Nothing. I'd rather win it in a raffle. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> that would be more exciting. Yeah, it would be. It would be kind of so, cool. Sell tickets. Yeah. The city could sell tickets or whatever. And this little ticket became a yacht. <laughs> And then uh, I wouldn't know what to do with the yacht, though. <laughs> I wouldn't either, except for, I guess, party on it, man. I mean, that's what you do, right? I mean, that's yeah. all a yacht is good for. Yeah. It's not like the efficient way to no, sail the seas. No, it's got to be in a highly inefficient way. I mean, pri- you think private jets are expensive. Well, this see, thing's got to so, have three times the amount of crew. Well, see, that's what I— we're, we're, And we, upkeep and maintenance. Below Deck. I think it's called Below Deck. Whatever that show is. That's what kind of creeps me out sometimes because there's so many crew members on the boat to make the boat work. And there's like one person that's a guest. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's extremely expensive. And I'm expensive. like, I'd be really nervous because there's more of them. Than so, there is you? So if, there, if things had to go down on the on the ocean, it's like, I'm first to go. Like a coup? Yeah. Like, I'm first to go. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Although you're footing the bill for everything, so. Yeah, but people hate the rich now. And they're like, they're going to be stabbing me and be like, tax the rich. They might, but if, you're, if your uh, paycheck comes directly from this guy, I don't yeah, think true. you're getting that much. I don't know. I, much. I just Although right it. now, they're, they're being taken care of by the, the government. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting a tan. Uh, I just assumed if no one was renting it. I mean, that makes them sound then, like they're indentured servants. It's like they cannot leave this boat. Yeah. You think after six months of your employer not showing up, it's like, I'm going to go find a job. We're in the Caribbean. I'm going to go find another job. Like, Elon needs to pick that up. He's, you're talking about him building an entire town. He could just have people live there on the ship and work for yeah. for Twitter. Yeah, that'd be great. Or he could go and take it out in the middle of the ocean and have rockets fired up from the middle of it. I mean, I he can do a lot of things. but He could. Except, well, never mind. <laughs> All right. Do we got time for one more story? Yeah, dude. I, I'm not keeping up with the time. So my, my apologies. Um, I, I, 
this this last story is is pretty funny. Um, I know you're going to get a kick out of it, but apparently two inmates um, have used an awfully interesting utensil to escape from um, jail in Virginia. They used a toothbrush. Okay. So I, I I'm not entirely. I feel like that's like a normal thing. I feel like that happens all the time when people break out of prison. It's like using they, a toothbrush. Well, they use like a spoon, or they use like, you know, a toothbrush. Hmm. I, I, a spoon to me seems like it might be a little more durable if you're trying to dig out somewhere. It at least has some scooping properties. But a toothbrush, I don't think you could do much damage with it. Well, apparently these two guys did. Yeah, John M. Garza, 37, and uh, Arlie v- Nemo. Oh, his last name's Nemo. I love that. 43 were discovered missing from their cell around 7.15 Monday. I guess this would have been last Monday, uh, the Newport News Sheriff's Office said in a news release. Um, during the preliminary investigation, authorities found the men exploited a construction design weakness, you think, by using primitive made tools made by a toothbrush and a metal object. Oh, well, there's the, the metal object. That's, that should be the headline. What's the metal object then? It doesn't say. A shovel. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, yeah, it's he like... Grubhubbed the, it. Re, uh, thank you. I was going to say, yeah. that maybe they got it from Grubhub. Um, but that's ridiculous. I thought it would be a little bit more exciting. So if you could show the audience the picture, I don't know if you still have it pulled yeah, up, I got it. Of, of the hole that they made in, 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 in the brick wall, I'm looking at that thinking, there's no way that a toothbrush... Uh, well, maybe, you know, they do sell toothbrushes in soft, medium, and hard. Maybe this is just a hard bristle toothbrush. Maybe it's electronic ones, like... <laughs> right, the ultrasonic? Goop, goop. Yeah, <laughs> ultrasonic goop, goop toothbrush. Um, but the <laughs> it says the tools allowed them access to the uh, untiered bars between the walls, and yeah. once they gained access to the rebarb, they used it to escape. But that's pretty impressive. Um, however, the thing that really caught my eye is how they were caught or where they were caught. And this was at the local IHOP. <laughs> yeah. And they went straight to IHOP after this. Yeah, I mean. But hey, at least they can brush their teeth after the meal, I guess. Yeah, I guess you really want those flapjacks. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. I, I don't know where the first place I, I would go is, but IHOP's pretty high up on the list, to be honest with you. Especially I, guess if I've been t- I guess they got turned in. Like they were still wearing their yellow or orange jumpsuits and stuff. Oh, that reminds me. When I was uh, in jail? In, in jury duty. They, like, the jumpsuits are a real thing, okay, duh, but the old-school black and white ones that you see, like, on a 1940s cartoon, they still use that here in Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. And we were on on a break one time when the lawyers were talking about, you know, whatever people they wanted to pick on the jury, I guess. We were just standing out in the hall, and here come just a line of those guys, and they're within feet of us, right? Like, you could just reach out and touch them, which is really creepy, because they're looking at you. Now, they have shackles on their feet, and they're handcuffed, so they couldn't do anything to you. I mean, I guess they could spit on you if they wanted to, or run up and bite you. But the thing that stood out to me was the fact that they were wearing black and white lined jumpers. And it was cool. I was like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I I just, I've seen, like, solid orange, or the solid, like, bright neon green. But I've never seen the jumpers like that. It looked like something out of, like, Popeye. From the 1940s cartoon or something. Yeah. I, I don't know what. I wonder what the original design purpose behind that was. Obviously to stand but out. Were these know? guys caught in the IHOP? Were they wearing all that? But stuff? That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they were. It's pretty stupid to do. Yeah. I wonder. I'm, I'm guessing they were wearing some kind of prison outfit. I mean, you think they would be like getting it to go? <laughs> you think? Well, I guess, but they don't have a vehicle. So yeah, but you don't want to be just sitting in the open, like. Oh, you, I thought you were talking about like curbside service. Well, so you go get you pick it up and you go eat in the forest or something. 
Like you're on the run, guys. Let's be real. Yeah, I know. If I, I think if I was on the run, I don't. I don't know that I would go to the IHOP first thing. I'd. I'd. I'd let it cool off a little bit. The heat. Take the, the heat. You go up there and pick it up. My back a little bit before yeah. I decided to, to to venture out to the IHOP. Maybe eat some bugs and grass for a little bit, and then go to the IHOP. Not straight there. That's literally the first place they went. I like it. I mean, <laughs> that's there's a reason they got caught. Yeah, the, exactly. It's not like criminals are really smart. It, I don't know what they were in there for to begin with, but I can't imagine these guys are. The highest of intelligence. Well, I mean, they w- worked up a sweat digging that hole with a toothbrush. So they're like, oh, we got to get some links and get some hot hot cakes and butter and <laughs> eggs. Man, I imagine you work up quite an appetite for that in prison. Oh, yeah. I bet that meal was delicious. Oh, it was. Yeah. And imagine the stories they could tell their buddies in the shower, you know? <laughs> um, shower stories. <laughs> oh, man, I think we need to end there. but. Oh, <laughs> Goop goop. Yeah, goop goop. All right, man. That's all we got for this week. Uh, Join us next week for some more crazy frivolity from Audience of One with Andrew and Dick. Oh, we are now on Spotify, by the way, guys. So if you uh, don't have an Apple phone and you don't do the Apple podcast, you can find us on Spotify. Of course, the YouTube, Facebook, IRLoneStar.com, and over the air here, 106.1 and 104.5 locally in Conroe.